Welcome to the Experience Life Podcast, where we are learning to escape our comfort zone and get out of our own way from holding ourselves back from the lives we know we are made for. My name is Sarah, and I'm a mom who is infatuated with personal growth. Join me on this journey to experience life through all of life's experiences. What's up out there, lifers? Welcome to today's show of Experience Life. Thank you for joining me today. I am so excited to share with you a very special guest. So as what we would call an interview podcast, um, this is more of me sharing a intimate conversation with a friend of mine that I am blessed to call my friend for many years. So um, this special friend of mine, some of you may know as the face and the mind behind 413 Salon, which this year earned best in the Berkshires as top salon in the county that we live in. But there is so much behind that beautiful, smiling face in that successful business that she runs. And that is Alicia Powers. Alicia Powers is a true powerhouse woman, one that is willing to share what it takes to be successful in business, marriage, friendship, life, entrepreneurship. She is the whole deal. She is an open book who has made herself vulnerable to share what it took for her to climb to success and what it takes for her to maintain continuing to succeed in her life. So without further ado, please welcome the owner of 413 Salon, Alicia Powers. Welcome aboard the Experience Life train today. So I'm experiencing the honor of having Alicia sit here with me in my house right now in human form, not on Zoom. Okay, relax, Karen. We're six feet apart and being safe. And yes, we brought masks just in case. Okay, so today I'm sporting my 413 salon shirt in Alicia's honor because if you want to talk about true badass entrepreneurship, this chick has got it going on. Not only does she sell amazing merch in her store with her logo on it, she makes it herself, okay? And no, she's never crafted anything like that before. That's not her talent. (laughs) But these shirts are amazing. And lucky for me, Alicia is my hairdresser and my friend for over 20 years. She is literally too many things to list and one of the kindest human beings I know. So without further ado, please welcome Alicia Powers. Hello. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. I'm so happy you're here today. Me too. I'm nervous. I'm thinking like I'm on Zoom right now in front of an audience, but we're not. And it's just us here in my living room, the Christmas tree, and nobody's watching. But Eventually, somebody will press play and listen to your amazing story. Awesome. So, Alicia, you're the professional mastermind behind my hair that I'm obsessed with. And we were just sitting here looking at the pictures on my wall where she's like, your hair looks bomb. So good. (laughs) But I don't think that you realize that you have been such an inspiring force at times of pivot in my life that distinctly stand out in my brain. So you must have heard the quote, at times in your life, when a woman changes her hair, she changes her life. Have you heard that before? Absolutely. Several times. I bet. Do you feel the energy from behind your chair at times? Yes. 
Um, we actually had a few clients this week that left crying because they just felt so good. I bet. And I talk about this often with my team, but it was interesting having them come into the back room and like really feeling it firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a whole experience, yeah. right? Yep. And they're definitely stepping into something new in their life. Yeah. We just, we forget what we do and how it makes you guys feel because we love what we do. Absolutely. So it was pretty cool to have them feel that. And week. break down like where they're at. Yes. So what power you actually have with the ability to bring a woman with, and I say quote unquote, very lightly, just her hair, but truly changing her hair can change your self-confidence, your opinion about yourself, the story you may be telling yourself about yourself, and ultimately your mindset that you bring to each day, right? Yes, ma'am. It's extremely powerful. It really is. And I recognized this with you, with you, I say with you as I've grown as a human because you've been doing my hair through this process. Right. And with these pivotal moments that I'm speaking about to my story happened in my life and I don't think you're even aware of it. So when I first came to you, you were working in another salon and I came in because there was a post about winter hats. Okay. So this is probably like five years ago. Interesting. And there was a post about winter hats and I didn't go to this particular salon because I had an established hairdresser that I felt guilty about leaving. Yep. And so I came into this store or to this salon looking for one of those winter hats. But what I really was looking for, I think deep down was your energy and what you were going to offer me to my life and my hair. And that's what I found that day. In addition to a hat that ironically enough, I never wore. Interesting. And I still have it. Really? I should have brought, it's actually in the house. Like I should, I know exactly what hat it is. You have it on. Right? So I didn't realize then, but I realize now that that was um, a pivotal time for me because I was ready for change in my life because I was ready to become and step into something more because I was believing that I was made for more, but I didn't know that yet. Right. So anyways, I found that and I went extreme one way with my hair for a really long time. And then I came back to you four to five years later this year. And I said to you, I'm ready to change my hair. Yeah. And I thought you were going to be like, what? <laughs> and yeah. Like, <laughs> and what do you mean? I've been working so hard. Like, you were like, let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. And so to me, it wasn't really about my hair, but I thought it was about my hair. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was about changing my life and, and pivoting because I don't think that you're just on one track for your whole life. Never. right? You're continuing to change. And when I say pivot, I literally picture basketball practice where you're putting your toe down and you're turning yep. and you're pivoting. Do that you remember basketball turn. practice yeah, and doing quarter that quarter turn, quarter turn? right. It's constant. Right. I mean, shit's always coming at you and you have to learn to bob and weave and change and step into the next chapter that you're made for. And it's funny how that was like embedded into our brains during sports. And mm -hmm. now we're like pivoting that into our lives and kind of taking that into another context. And I like the lessons actually that it taught us because you can look back at it and be yeah. like, oh, that's what that's for. But we hated doing it. Hated we it. We were doing, you know, practices. And if it served no other purpose, it's serving that now. Right. Right. And I, my kids. Full circle. Full circle. And my kids always say like, for school or sports or whatever, like, what am I ever going to use this for? I'm like, you're going to use it. Trust me. One like, day you're going to use it. This You'll is, think about this. It's coming back to yeah. you, right? Yep. Wow. So change your hair and then change your life. Step into the mindset and apply it to tuning into the work required to be aware of what you're gravitating towards. Step into the life you are made for, right? Yes. So Alicia, I know you lead a team of professionals in your salon. 
there is no doubt that they look to you for guidance and lean on you many times. Can you explain what affords you the ability to be in a place of leadership? Oh boy, affords me. Um, I think I think the biggest thing with leadership is putting my mental health and my self-love and self-care first. Um, when I do that, I'm a better leader and I'm a better wife when I take care of myself. Um, of course, practicing what I preach, what I tell my girls, I do at the same time, I would never give them advice that I wouldn't take myself. Absolutely. Um, having past professional experiences and relationships that I learned a lot of what not to do. Um, and I never want my team to feel the way that I did with the leadership that I had in the past. So I've kind of always have that in the back of my head of like, okay, this is how I felt if my old owner reacted in that kind of manner. I'm not going to react like that. I'm going to shift it and kind of come at it with this angle or this tone, and I'm going to get a better response out of it. Absolutely. Um, so I feel like that's what affords me the leadership because I've kind of been through really terrible situations in old salons that I've worked at. And I just, I would never want to have my team feeling the way that I did for a lot of years. I'm still working through a lot of shit from those times. Um, so I guess that's what I think affords me the leadership. Absolutely. And I think that you do a very graceful job of not just leading a team, but you are breeding leaders. True leadership breeds leadership. And that hit me this year. Yeah. Um, obviously, when COVID hit and we're not allowed to do education like we were, when everybody on my team stepped up in their specialty and they were like, I want to teach a class to the rest of our team. Yep. And just to watch them kind of morph into that was really freaking cool. Absolutely. And you accepted that because you're in a place of receiving them to come with you because you are not a look at me. You are a come with me. Yep. You're not walk behind me and watch your come walk beside me. Absolutely. And that you do a really good job of displaying that and the work and the happiness behind your girls that work with you shows through them. It's really cool. You know, and I've always said that to them. I'm, I'm really honest and open with them, even about finances in the salon, because I want them to understand how a business runs. God yep. forbid they ever want to go out on their own. I'm here to support. I will guide you. Yep. Um, I don't know. This, this whole process has just been really cool. And you know that because you had to learn the hard way because nobody showed you that. No. And you want them to have the same um, opportunities. Yes. Right. And they can learn it faster if you're sharing it with them rather than allowing them to stumble and fall more than they need to. Right. Why competition? Exactly. That only breeds like negativity and drama in the salon. You it's know? not competition. It's not comparison. It's community. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We can all get to the top. Uh huh. You know, the Just more I get to the room. top, you guys are coming with me. Like uh -huh. I'm not being left behind. Exactly. The more money I make, the more money they make, you mm -hmm. know? So it's just, it's always making sure they're taken care of too. And I don't know, being an empath, I guess that's how I look at it. But some uh -huh. people are so just money driven and business driven. I'm, I'm about like growing my girls and making sure that they're happy. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess that's how I approach it a little differently. Maybe it's a younger mindset. I don't know. And you put all your energy into that. Yeah. I mean, they've been with me two years now. You know, they left an already established salon to come with me and they took a chance on me. That was trust. Yeah, that was big time. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Right. I had no idea how to run a business. But you took a leap of faith. Yeah. And you became a business owner at a young age. And you quickly began to dominate in your industry. You surely must have had your fair share of naysayers, negativity, <laughs> judgmental people projecting their opinions on you. I mean, you had to have experienced that. Yeah, I had lots of Karens. 
You have lots of Karens <laughs> and Cheryls and all the Ted's out there and everything. I mean, like, how did you handle that? Oh boy. Um, honestly, staying in my lane and staying true to what I've always believed in, uh, making decisions with the best intentions, always knowing that I was capable of it, even if I tried to talk myself out of it. Like I always knew that this was my end goal. Yeah. Um, I spent years believing that I couldn't do it. And then my husband was a huge part of like opening up this door of like, look at where you're at. Like you can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was funny when I first, the second salon that I worked at before I opened my own, I was there for like two weeks and I walk in the back room at one point And one of the girls that's with me now says to me, what, what are you doing here? Like you're way above where she's at and where her salon's going. Like, why are you here? You can do this. And that like clicked. Like I knew I was going to do it, yep. but that was like a pivotal moment for me. Like, fuck, I just met this girl two and a half weeks ago and yep. she's already seeing like my potential. I was like, I need to like remind myself that I can do this and I need to stop going in the other direction and thinking that I can't. But you hadn't owned that story about yourself yet. No. But somebody else saw it and you didn't see it. Yep. And you didn't see it because you, of the stories you were telling yourself. Yeah. Self-limiting beliefs. I still still work on it. Absolutely. And I mean, <clears throat> you kind of have to um, free yourself sometimes from your past to be able to step into your future. Um, so my theory is, I don't know if you listened to my the episode about burning bridges, yes. but do you resonate with that theory with the ability to move forward? One thousand percent. And you probably had to do that at times. And it's not always easy. No, it definitely wasn't easy at first. I, I still struggle with it a little bit now. Um, but when I look back, I feel like those certain relationships or those bridges that were burned are a positive thing now because they, they yes. taught me something either in a way of friendship where somebody's never going to treat me like that again, or in my business, you will never treat me like that. Absolutely. Um, so burning yeah. that bridge was good. Will I always have love for these people that I maybe have burned the bridges with? 1000%. Right. Um, but sometimes you, you outgrow friendships and relationships and that's okay. So yeah. I have to keep reminding myself of that. It's, it's not me. You haven't changed. I've evolved. You've stayed the same. And it doesn't always necessarily mean like, I don't like you or, or something's wrong with you. It's just, you're here and this is where I'm going. Mm-hmm. How do you, um, identify when it's appropriate to make that move? Oh boy. Sometimes it's hard to detach. Um, I'm an empath, so that stuff doesn't come easily. Me too. <laughs> um, but when I have done it, I've never felt more free. So I yeah. have to constantly remind myself of that freeing feeling and kind of bring myself back to that moment to then be able to shift however I need to. Right. And do you like start to like, you know, like your, um, your mind continues to bring you back to this place. Like it just keeps coming back up in your mind and you feel the rumble in your stomach and like, you realize that this is something that I need to do for myself. Like, like for me, I have a tendency sometimes to make knee jerk reactions, but in, um, being self-aware, I have made myself continue to, um, think things through before making a conscious decision. And if I keep thinking the same thing over and over, I know that it's time to make that move. Yes. 5,000%. Right. And I think you need to have that mindset when you're a business owner because you can't make knee jerk reactions. No. And, you know, a lot, I will bounce off my husband at this point. He doesn't know necessarily the hair industry, but he knows right. like business. So I'll be like, Hey, am I wrong here? Even, yeah. even with you, I've bounced stuff off of you, even with other clients that yeah. are, you know, super savvy in other areas that I'm not like, I don't know at all. So I'm not afraid to ask the questions. Right. Yeah. You have that going for you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're brave with your sharing. I mean, recently you shared on IGTV that the human connection 
um, and was about, you were talking about establishing human relationships and human connection and that that has always been important to you. And I see that, but you recognized that Mm -hmm. and I live by this and I truly believe there is such power in learning that comes from connecting with other people. Can you share and elaborate on that, how you've kind of implemented this into your business? Yeah. So the, the video was actually pretty cool. It's a movement that, um, two guys that are hairstylists are creating in the industry just to talk about what we do being so much more than just hair. Mm-hmm. You know, there's times I've had clients say to me, I just need to give you my therapy copay because I feel so <laughs> much better after I leave. Um, this year I've, you know, made some personal shifts, um, but everything kind of morphed into one that fills my cup. I love making people feel good about themselves, um, seeing their potential and their growth and having them kind of come back for the next appointment. Like, Hey, I kind of took what you said and I did this and this is the accomplishment that I got from it. So that's why we do what we do. Um, building trust in the relationship, it all circles back around to connection and every human craves it. Yep. Um, you know, you sit in our chair and it's like, like the wall goes down and you guys just feel like open enough to just kind of spill it because you're just comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing that's cool with connection is I've, I've learned a lot from my clients in their situations with relationships or family stuff. And I'll be driving home and I'll kind of think about the way that they've handled something. And I take that into my life and either use that or shift yes. it and not use it. So it's always this full circle moment of just learning from each other and connecting and building trust. And you learn from each of them and, and put it in your own wheelhouse for your life. And then you continue to give it back out mm-hmm. into the world and teach somebody else from that. Yep. Right? It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's so it's, it's so much more than hair. It's so much more powerful. And I wish our industry could get the credit that it deserves. You know, when I first told teachers in high school, I'm going to be a hairstylist and I'm going to own my own salon someday. And they're like, oh, you are? Now I make more money than you. Yep. Um, so here we go. Prove, mm-hmm. I will prove you wrong time and time again. Not only do you make more money than most of them, I guarantee you're more fulfilled. Yep. And you're it's not even about the money. I guess more fulfilled because it's all, it's so the whole picture, it. yeah. but why? Okay. So why do you make that amount of money? Because you could have your job and not make that amount of income and not make your business that amount of income and not support the amount of team members that you have, because you were so humble when you first started your business. I remember you telling me like, it's just going to be me for a little while, or it's just going to be the two of us. It's just this little place. And I walked in and it was the best <laughs> salon I've ever been in in my life. Okay. Like, it's just going to be a couple people. Yeah. Right. You're leading like how many people are you leading right now? Yeah, there's um, there's eight of us total. One girl rents from me. Okay. I'm, I'm still a leader for her too. So there's eight of us total. Right. And so there's eight teammates behind that door. Yeah. And each one is a powerhouse. Absolutely. Right? Each one is just, there's, there's the hardest working, most passionate females I've literally ever come in contact with in my life. It's incredible. It's really cool. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I mean, really... I, And it's not just that like we're limited here in our small county, but I mean, online, do you ever see that? I mean, you can see it, it bleeds through your pictures. And a lot of people say that, you know, it's interesting. A lot of clients from the second salon I worked at until 413, they never like talked, like they never communicated with each other. It was always like this very private thing. And now that our space is very open, Mm -hmm. clients are talking back and forth. Yeah. They see the team working together. And a lot of people comment when they leave, like, I've never seen this. Like, this is how we work here. You need to know that if I have to cancel on you, you can see anybody else on my team and you're going to get the same result that I gave you. 
Yes. But that's what it's about. Like we should all be growing and working towards that one common goal together. It shouldn't be, oh, you're going to be up here before I am. No, we're going together. Mm -hmm. And I will vouch for that is that all four people that live in my house come to your salon and we don't always see just you. No. And my husband drives an hour to get his haircut every three weeks. A <laughs> 15 minute haircut, but he and, still comes up. And you told him he doesn't need his haircut that often. And I told him that. And he's like, well, no, because I want to. And it's not even about the haircut. It's literally like <laughs> because it's on his calendar and it's for him. And but in ways that you've taught him to like go above and beyond, he left the other night and salted my steps, you know, because it was snowing and it was icy. And I was like, the smallest thing just is like so appreciated. So we're talking about all these shifts and changes that you've been working on in your own personal journey. And by the way, I'm so proud of you for doing all that work because it's, it's not easy work. It wasn't. It never is. Nope. It's actually incredibly painful and it takes a very brave person to step into that role and of self-awareness. Every day it's painful. Every day. It's but at the end of the day when you're like, okay, I worked through that or I am working through that, it yep. feels good and you're just aware. That's your if then statement. If I do this work, then I'm going to get this outcome. Right. right? And right. so if I want that outcome, instead of people that sit there and are like, well, she's got it all together. Well, isn't she so lucky? Well, her husband did this for her. Mm -hmm. Well, no, actually, I did this. So this is the outcome I got. Right. So you're probably experiencing in real time the byproducts of the work that you've been doing for so many years, but it changed. The work continues to change. So what are the byproducts that you are noticing spill over into your work and the success in your life? Oh boy. Um, I guess the first thing would be is watching my husband shift by doing like a lot of this self-love, self-care work. Yep. Um, watching him manifest and pay attention to the signs in the universe of like good things that are coming. That's been one really cool thing for me. Not that he's always been super closed off, but he's always like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's woo-woo. Like, yeah, I'm not woo -woo, doing that. You're weird. I'm like, no, you know, we're like a ball of energy, humans on this planet. Like, there's so much more than people can't even see. Yes. Um, that's one. And a lot with my team, with like eating healthier, like I'm eating, reading, listening to podcasts, getting back into working out because they see how good it makes me feel. And, yep. and I'm an open book. I talk about almost everything yep. with clients and with my staff. Um, so it's been really cool to watch that shift. And also like the connections I've made, the relationship that we've built in like our adult lives. Obviously, we were super close growing up and playing sports together, but that and doors that you've opened for me along with a couple of my other friends that are on kind of the same ride with this journey of evolving. Yep. Um, so watching that spillover just is really cool. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, a lot of times people <clears throat> think that they can change somebody, whether it's their husband or their friend by just saying like, you need to do this, or it's easy to say, you need to do this. You need to, um, change this about you. That doesn't work. No, you have to change you and they see what byproduct is benefiting you and then they can change it. And it's funny you said that about your husband because I hope Alex isn't going to listen to this podcast episode because he'll realize that <laughs> I noticed <laughs> that he's changing. Yeah. Not that he was horrible before, but no. like, you know, as you're supposed to grow. 
you, you are meant you're human you're supposed to grow you're either growing or you're dying look at children my, my children if they weren't growing i would take them to the doctor and say what's wrong with her right, right right so like he is changing because he sees me changing and i don't ever say alex you need to do this alex you need to do that well something he used to like to do was to read and he hasn't read in years and recently we were in the bookstore shopping for christmas and he went to a section of books that he likes and he was trying to buy all his books so cool right so cool because he sees me I read three books a day like yeah. whether it's 10 minutes or whatever totally. he sees me read all the time so just like that little thing tells me he's ready for change yep. so like your team notices you're changing and they want to come they don't want to be left behind no. and your husband sees it and yep. he does it he loves you and he wants to be on your level it's really cool that's it's awesome really cool. yeah and one thing but if I didn't start to dive into that work yes you don't ever notice this stuff no you know because he had made a comment I don't know I really started to dive into this journey in like March when, when we got shut down, that was, it was dark for me for a couple of weeks and I had yep. to shift out of that. Um, but a couple months later, he was like, you're really, you're so different. He's like, but I don't mean that in a bad way. Like you're so much happier. You're I'm like, cause I'm putting in this work on myself. I'm digging through these painful things, yep. but this is the feeling that comes out of it. And now he's just started to kind of morph it. He's up at 5 a.m. He's not journaling, but he's getting awesome. like business stuff done in the morning. And it's just, it's really cool to watch. He's doing it. his thing and you're doing and it's your different thing. Than mine, but we we always melt together somehow. And when you come back together, you have more to offer. Yep. And there's more to talk about. Absolutely. Right. Even the way that he, you know, sometimes manages his team now based off of the way that I manage our salon team. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool to watch him pick some of that stuff up. And you really could have crumbled in March. I mean, that could have sent you one way or the other. I almost did. Mm -hmm. I'll be really honest. Um, when, when they shut us down, I'll never forget calling my older brother, who's, um, a pretty successful business owner in Tennessee and being completely petrified. I bet. I cried for probably 45 minutes straight. You know, I'm a brand new business owner. Less so, than a year open. Yeah. Not and even. your doors got shut. Yeah. Like, are we going to fail? How's this going to happen? And I'll never forget him saying, I'm never going to let you fail. It's not, if you need money, I'm never going to let you fail. And like at that moment, he was like, I got your back, but you got to shift. Yep. That was when I started diving in. I started meditating every single day. I don't always do it now, but I started journaling. I got back into working out and like really taking care of myself. And then ideas started flowing. All right, create the shirts. Yeah. You know, create these online swag bags with shampoo, conditioner, and a color kit for your clients. So you can still add value when they're at home. Like all these things started to kind of come out of my brain when I was like, okay, I'm doing the work. And now these doors are opening mm -hmm. where before it was like, I don't want to do the work. I don't want to feel that. Exactly. You wanted to numb it out. Absolutely. And instead of numbing it out and staying quiet, you were present every day. Like you guys are present every day on your Instagram stories or, you know, sharing what, what is going on behind the chair, but you weren't there for two months, No. but you were there yeah. on social media and you were there for people calling. Yeah. I remember you doing, you had, what was his name? Sal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that was the cool thing too. It was Easter. And I had a couple of clients reach out and they're like, oh, I need to cut, you know, my husband's hair, my son's hair, my cousin's hair. And I was like, would it benefit if I came in and did a video for you guys? And I was uncomfortable with my face on video. Right. I still am a little bit, but I still do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I, my husband doesn't have hair. So how am I going <laughs> to show this haircut? I was like, oh, I have a female mannequin. Her name is Sally. We're going to make her into Sal. <laughs> And I went in Easter morning, no makeup, hair up, you know, and just recorded it and, and went through the whole process. And the feedback that I got from clients was incredible. Like, you helped me so much. My kid got through, you know, two months of the craziness with the hair and he felt right. good about himself. 
Right. And watching me on their laptop, you know, with the video pulled up with kind of walking through it. And they still look back on it. I have three or four clients that still look at it because <laughs> their husbands are, you know, kind of scared to come out of uh -huh. hiding still. So that little thing that I didn't think was going to make a big difference did. And that is whether you realize it or not, what makes you an entrepreneur instead of a hairdresser. Yeah. I mean, I will refer to you as my hairdresser because you do my hair, but you're not a hairdresser because hairdressers didn't work for two months. No. But Alicia worked every day. Yeah. Because she's an entrepreneur. And that's what you saw instead of my doors are shut. I can't work. No. You got up every day at five o'clock and you did the work and your brother gave you tough love by saying, Alicia, if you stay consistent and you do this, so that was his gift to you to give you that if then yeah. motivation when you couldn't give it to yourself. Yeah. And then I'll never forget him saying, you've been through harder shit in yep. your life. Our family history was not easy. You've been through more shit. You're stronger than that. And I'll never forget it. I will never forget that conversation. I still call him weekly and thank him for that. And you probably forgot that because we're human and that's where our mind goes, mm -hmm. especially as a business owner or a leader, um, an independent person paying your own bills and your own way in life is fear. Fear. It takes over. It takes over. But when you remind yourself, when you have the resilience to go back and say, I went through this, I am a survivor and a byproduct of this, and I walked through that, I can walk through this. Yep is when you can get it together and you can show up for yourself. Right. I mean, I'm not the same person that I was in March. No. And I never will be no that person ever again. And there are other people that can say that out of this. And then there are people that shut their doors and they laid down and they died. You know, and there's people that are like, oh, well, 2020 was like the worst year. Well, mm -hmm. try to find a silver lining. You had more time home with your family. Yep. Time to pause and take a break. Like there's a lot of good things that came out of this year. Stop focusing on the negatives because that's what you attract into your life. And when you can bring that out, it changes your mindset. Everything. It changes everything. And it changes the way that you are now looking at your everyday and just being grateful for going to work. Yep. Or being grateful for waking up, being grateful for ordering takeout. Because like, even if you're not going out places, we could do anything. And it's funny. I said that to my husband last week. I said, we are lucky that we get Yep. to spend $120 on dinner at date night. There is a lot of people that can't do that. Matt, we get to do that. Absolutely. And he looked at me the other night and kind of grabbed me and pulled me and he's like, we're really fucking lucky, aren't we? Very. So it was that good feeling of going to bed of just, again, being aware and having some gratitude. And I bet that you doing your gratitude practice every day has helped spill into your husband and make him look for ways to be grateful. Yep. Because he sees you being humbling every single day and being grateful just for your life. Right. That you may have not realized for so long. Right. Right. Little things. <laughs> now that is part of your morning routine is your gratitude practice, right? Yep. I see you sharing about that. Every morning. So can you explain what that looks like? Yeah. Like what's um, your morning routine? All right. So I'll start with like when I get out of work because that's kind of where the routine starts. Uh, I'm out of work. I get home, <laughs> wash my face. Coffee goes like on. So it's ready for the next morning. And I'm in bed by nine. I'm up at five. I get up. Coffee goes on, gym clothes go on, gratitude journal happens, and I'm downstairs and I work out for an hour. Um, that is every single morning. And that was discipline that you gave yourself to do that, and it probably wasn't easy at first. But No, 5 a.m. sucked, Yeah, especially when I put in a 10-and-a-half-hour <laughs> day behind the chair. You know, I get yeah. out of work sometimes closer to 8, Yeah, and I know I have to be in bed at 9, but where's the time for my husband? But he also knows that that makes me a better person, so me sacrificing that hour with him and I together is worth it. So I can take care of myself in the morning. Absolutely. Um, but that's pretty much my routine. I've just kind of added juicing in and listening to podcasts in the morning um, versus kind of just sitting there doing your makeup in silence. Mm -hmm. At least kind of 
gathering some information. Do you feel like it makes you feel less anxious? Yes. Because my head could spin when mm-hmm. I'm doing my makeup about all the things that you have to do, you know, mm-hmm. during the day. But a podcast in the morning, whether it's one of your episodes or a quick 15 minute of somebody else's, it's always a huge help. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It helps you um, come to your day with a different frame of mind yep. and mindset. Yep. So your husband obviously is supporting you on this personal journey. 10,000%. That's amazing. 10,000%. He's, you know, the same conversation like with my brother, he has with me all the time. Like a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, oh, what if we get shut down again? And he's like, why are you going back to the fear? <laughs> Why? Like, we're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You're letting yourself be in that mindset. You don't have control over this. So he knows kind of like how to shift me when those triggers come up at this point. And he didn't always. So I know that that's a huge support. But he, do you think that like sharing with him that being honest with him and sharing your journey has helped him realize how he can support you? Because if like you just did these things in silence and he had no idea why you're doing this. Yes. Like he understands, you know, for me back in the day, like communication really wasn't a thing with my family. I feel yeah. like we kind of, it was like my dad's a typical Italian that can fly off the handle. And my mom really suppressed some stuff and didn't really talk about it. So I took a lot of that into our relationship in the beginning. Now that I'm able to communicate it, but obviously it's the way that I voice it and how he takes it. Mm-hmm. Then he's able to better support me. If I fly off the handle at him, he's going to put up a middle finger and be like, I'm not helping you until you chill out and you shift how you're going to say that. Right. Um, so I've been able to communicate where I'm at much better and he receives that and then he can do what he needs to do to help me. It's the giving and the receiving. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, so often we don't recognize that like community. And I, I don't know if it was like a generational thing or they didn't have the tools to like understand. They didn't talk about the woo woo shit that we talk about. Like our parents were not good communicators No, and they were not self-aware. And I'm noticing this with my niece. Yeah. My dad raises her now. Like I'm noticing things kind of come up with that. And it's interesting to watch this happen. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Again. And I'm going to try to not be the middleman, but try to kind of voice that this is what this did to me. And this is what this did, you know? And you can recognize it because you, because you're self-aware enough to know that that is what you sort of lived through. Right. Right. So, and speaking of that, you have had your fair share of hard seasons in life mm-hmm. uh, at different times and different circumstances. But do you feel like they have prepared you for what I would say is your season right now where you are to somebody on the outside looking in on top? Absolutely. Um, I think if I didn't start the work that I did in March, I would still be angry about my past. Yeah. Um, I was always like mad at my parents for the shit that either they went through or that they put me through. Now I look at it as like lessons. Like what did I take out of that? And how did I become a better, stronger wife, person, leader? Um, I didn't always have this mindset about it. I was always very angry actually for a lot of years about it. Resentment carried through on your life. And which, which, spills over to cause fear for your future, which spills over into anxiety in the way that you're presenting yourself to other people. So like you being able to walk through those things and look back. And essentially I always feel like when I look back, it makes you feel like you're walking through it again. Yeah. And I, you know, recently like working with a a mentoring coach and everything like it's, it surfaces weekly, you know, there's still some stuff that comes up and like, I have to remember where do I feel that pain and how do you breathe through it? And how do you know that like, this is going to be okay. And this is all a part of it. And how's it showing up in your life? Yeah. But sometimes that stuff still hurts and I think it always will. Yeah. Um, and you know, I called my mom a while back and I thanked her 
for the shit she went through in her life because it made me who I was. And I don't think yes. she, she, you know, she was upset at first, but I was like, it's a gift. It is. Not everybody gets to be resilient and grow in this way from the stuff that you've been through. So I actually thank you for that now. I, do, I didn't thank you for that when I was 18, but 33 year old me, I thank you for that. That is incredibly strong of you. Yeah. And I literally just heard something similar to that yesterday. So I shared on my Instagram story the other day, the book, um, 52 ways to lead a kick-ass life by Andrea Owen. And I suggest anybody to read that. So when I listened to her podcast and she had, um, a marriage for 10 years that was, she ended up getting divorced and she blames him for, you know, the demise of their marriage and abuse and everything and which spilled over into her life. And she resented him for so long. She dedicated her book to him to thank him for giving her that hard season in life because now she's completely turned her life around. Right. You just did that with your mom and I you know. didn't even know that. I didn't know that, but I also knew that I had to kind of come at her. Our, our parents still have that wounded child and they yeah. always will. All of us always will. I had to come at her with like compassion, mm -hmm. compassion for that wounded child, the stuff that she hasn't worked through in the way that she hasn't evolved and where I'm at. Mm -hmm. um, it's just big lessons, but. Absolutely. I just shared that with a friend the other day too, actually is like having issues, was having issues with um, her mom and how you can come at that from a place of you did this to me or a place of compassion and empathy. So you're an empath. So that's easier for you to, to tap into that yeah. and look at why they are the way they are and the tools that you've put in your toolbox. Not that they don't have the same opportunity to do so. They don't have the mindset to do no. so. No. And they don't want to do it because they don't want to feel that pain. They no. just want to keep masking it. And then I'm like, I need to work through that pain. So when I feel it again, I know how to shift again. Mm -hmm. you know? And when somebody looks on that exterior picture or whatnot of your life and they think, you know, whatever their judgments of, are you, you, you sat through that, you scraped through that, you crawled through that, yeah. you cried through that. And, the and I'm, I'm an open book with, you know, I talk to a lot of my clients about this. I hope that the addiction and the depression, severe depression in my family, I hope that like me telling my story, they can gain something from it. Just like I have from their stories you know, sitting and from the chair. experience. Yeah. Like yeah. this stuff's not talked about enough and no. it's always pushed away. Like why I'm not a bad person because my mom suffers from severe depression and she's an addict. Mm -hmm. Same with my brother. I'm, I'm not a bad person because of that. I've learned a lot from that and they're not bad people either. They just haven't evolved and done the work that I've done. Mm -hmm. And it's not your identity. That's it's not. it's not. I used to think that it was, yes. You know, there's times that I've apologize to my husband's family for the way that my family is. Um, and they're like, it's okay. We didn't walk through any of that. You've taught us lessons about the stuff that your family has been through when we've kind of had this picture perfect family our whole lives. Right. So again, spilling over into somebody else's life and it always comes back around full circle. You don't realize um, when you're saying I'm sorry for something that you have no control over, you're owning that as your identity. Mm -hmm. When you say I'm sorry, you're owning that as something you had control over. You're literally you piling it on your plate. Yeah. And that feels like shit. That sucks. It sucks. <laughs> and it drags you down. Yes. So the freedom that came from that, I can only imagine the freedom from saying to your mom, thank you mm -hmm. for creating that hard season for me so that I could create my season for me. And now watching my mom circle back around and watching me be successful, she has that proud, happy feeling again. Yes. Um, so that's been really cool. Like in the last couple of weeks to watch her. Go back I and love forth on that. Social media. Yeah. And that's your gift to her because now she can own whatever stage she's at, what she's going through. She can own that. That's my daughter. Yep. And be proud of that. Yep. And I bet that makes me feel good too. It doesn't. That your mom good. can be proud of you. Right. 
because that wasn't always the case. Right. Yeah. So when you started to see the vision of where you were headed, meaning before you actually took any action in opening your own business, when you built your own salon, because you started literally from ground zero and you quit your full-time job and you've had a full-time job since you graduated high school. Mm -hmm. So that takes guts. You quit your full-time job and you committed to opening your own business. Um, did you catch yourself self-sabotaging, getting in your own way with your self-limiting beliefs of, I can't do this? Yep. Who the hell do I think I am that I'm going to run my own business? Yep. Every day. Every day. And what? Um, how, how did you work past that to be able to have the confidence to open your doors? It's something I still work through every single day. Um, but for me, I will never accept failure. I will always be the hardest worker in the room. I will work 14 hours a day to make this success. Um, And obviously that comes from passion. But I think you just need to break that ceiling and stop letting that fear take over and talking to yourself like that when I really know that I'm capable of doing more. You know, the first salon that I worked at, I did everything. I helped hire. I did all of her bridal coordinating. I did all of the ordering plus doing what I was doing behind my chair. Um, I think the bad self-talk came a lot from that first place I worked at where they were like, you're never going to be able to do this. You're never going to be successful without me. Now that I look back, that pushed me. Yeah. Cause I will never fail and I will prove you wrong every fucking day of my life from here on out. And I bet you have that in the back of your mind sometimes. Always. Always. Sometimes I'll write it on the mirror. It's just driving force. Yes. Write it on the mirror. (laughs) Yep. Yes. Yep. That's, that's your gas in your tank. Keep going, Alicia. Keep, keep breaking the ceiling have to. I I can't stay stuck. You can't stay stuck. No, you just have to keep growing and evolving because like there's so much more to life than sitting in that mindset. (laughs) And the guts that it took you to get past that. It's a lot. I still work through it. You know, it's, it's forever going to be an obstacle. I I don't think you ever, you never stop. And people look at, probably look at you and think like, what an incredible, um, inspiring empower woman to look up to owning her own business and rocking it by the way like you were just voted what was the best of the Berkshires the best of the Berkshires best of the Berkshires so you were best of in our county you were the best salon yep. in our entire county yep and that was after having your doors open for a year yeah and it's, it's I mean cool come because, on it's cool because another salon that's won it for the last 10 years like I, I was like they're gonna definitely get 10 it years in a row they won it 10 years in a row so when I got the phone call from one of my clients who does all of the voting counting I was like what yep just like jumping up and down tears in my eyes my team was like running around me hugging me like we did it look what we did and it was we we it wasn't look what you did it's we because that's how I mentored them it's mm-hmm. what we did I didn't do it Right. My business isn't my business without my team. So I can't ever lose sight of that either. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, I I just got the chills. Because you couldn't be the best salon of the Berkshires if one person, there's like eight chairs and one person is the best and the rest aren't. No, you can't. All the ships in the harbor have to rise. Right. Not just one. Totally. And it doesn't work that way. Now, in order to have that mindset to bring every day, I'm sure you have to have boundaries to protect your peace because there's so many outside opinions. Mm -hmm. So how do you set boundaries to protect your peace? I just think remembering to always like stay in my lane. Yeah. What my mission is, what my goals are. I have to remember like where I'm going. 
and know that when somebody else is saying something or kind of projecting on you, that's not my shit. That's coming from them. That's not my stuff. Okay. I might be able to learn something from what they're saying, but that's not my shit. I have to like leave that be. And it's hard not to um, drag your mind into their lane and allow it to someone else's opinion of you is none of your business. And it's really hard. And, and I have to remember that every single day because you can let it go in 5,000 directions. I think there's, and you have to be mindful to um, the people that are important to you. What are their opinions? So like if you're t- someone on your team is continuously saying the same thing or your husband is saying the same thing, maybe then you pay attention. Mm-hmm. But if it's somebody that you give no credit, that's where you're going to put a boundary, right? right? Right. To protect your peace. Totally. Just let it go. Let it go. Do you still have big goals on your heart that you're working towards right now? You don't have to share them, but like, yes. you're still working on them. You still have another vision. This wasn't the end goal. No, this still isn't the end goal. I, I've got some bigger hopes and dreams and there's always room for growth and there's always work to be done. Um, you know, I, I think my, my biggest goal when I step away from behind my chair a little bit and step into a different role in the salon, which will hopefully be in the next year, um, is mentoring and like helping build these other stylists, showing some of the girls in the community what you can do in a trade. It doesn't always have to be a four-year college. Um, yeah. Again, it's a misconception. You're a hairdresser. You don't make any money. I've got 21-year-old girls that are going to be making $100,000 in the next five years, a year. So That's awesome. When you look at it like that, it's like there's always room for growth, always. And you are helping them rewrite their story yep. and that narrative that they're being told by society. Yeah. So by giving that back, you're not just owning it to yourself. You're you're spreading the wealth. Right. You have to. Yeah. It's not just about me. Right. It was just about me. I wouldn't have opened a salon with six chairs. I wouldn't have taken on a team of seven people. I would have stayed by myself. And you could have done that. I could have done it. It's not what I wanted. Because, and that's why you're going towards mentoring Mm -hmm. because that's what you wanted. You didn't want to be, oh, I'm Alicia. I cut hair. No, (laughs) I'm so much more than that. And I'm realizing that now, like I'm definitely not just the hairstylist. There's so much more that I do in the business, Mm -hmm. even with marketing and digital marketing and all of that stuff now that I'm like really finding that I love. Um, there's so much more to me than just so much cutting hair. And, you know, going back to the boundaries, it's funny talking to some of my, I guess some of my like older clientele that I can kind of shift out of my schedule as I back away and any one of my girls can handle it. It's putting that boundary up of like, no, this is the role I'm stepping into. Mm-hmm. I have trained them. They're going to be able to take care of you the way that I did, but I'm stepping into a different role and I have to put up this boundary. I'm not going to work this extra day because I need to accommodate your appointment this is what I'm going to be focused on absolutely, um, and kind of shifting in that direction. And you have to trust in me as the leader of this, that, that you're going to be okay. And you're going to be happy and you're in good hands. Yep. And you're still overseeing everything. I'm still there. You're still there. I'll always be there. You're never going to see me fully back away. I would just kind of like to not be behind the scenes, but kind of at the desk and, and doing that kind of stuff with, with mentoring and being very hands-on with them. And I can't do that right now, you know, working behind my chair as much as I am. And if you continue to do what you don't want to do because it's for them, then you're living somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. You're not living your life nope. and you have to continue to set your goals and you set them every day with your gratitude practice every morning yep. and you check them off one by one. And last week we checked off one for, we did the biggest zip line yeah, in the U S and now you're working on another one uh-huh. and you're working on that for you, for your life. Right. Cause you got to live your life. I have to. And you know, it's funny though. I wanted, I want to go zip lining again. Yes. Cause I, I was thinking about, going down the mountain. And I was, I'm petrified of heights like you are too. Yeah. Holding on so tight. And I got to the bottom. I'm like, 
Oh my God. I didn't even really enjoy that because I was so scared. So I want to do it again, maybe when it's a little bit warmer and yeah. like literally sprawl and just go down the mountain and take it all in. Cause I wouldn't even look down. Yes. I still did it, but I don't think I was like fully in it. I remember you saying to me when you got down that you were sore. Yeah. But it wasn't like we were sore, like we worked so hard. No. We were sore from the tense. Tense. Yeah, yeah. From the tension. Yeah. Totally. And I've talked to other people that have done it that um, came from a place of fear of heights like we did. And they said the same thing. They're like, you have to go again because the first initial is getting past that incredible fear that yep. you're working past. And I felt freedom from it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. But now you want the extreme freedom. Yep. You want to just. I want to like backflip on the zip line yes. and like fully enjoy it and not be like so tense going down. And are you afraid at all to do it again? No. Me neither. No. I felt like I could have gone right then. I feel like we go right now. <laughs> so now we have to wait till spring. Exactly. Kayla, you better get ready. <laughs> we're coming again. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. I love that. So this was so fun. And I'm sure that everybody is going to be obsessed with you when they listen to this. Thanks, girl. So can you tell us where they can like creep on you and where they can find you if they yeah. want more? Of the um, our Instagram and Facebook, which is just 413salon. Um, our website, 413salon.com. And anybody can always shoot me an email if they have questions or they just want to pick my brain a little bit. And it's alicia at 413salon.com. 413salon is all spelled out. It's not the numbers. Gotcha. And I will put all that in the show notes for 413 Salon. And that's spelled out F-O-U-R-O-N-E Salon. Dot com. Dot com. Thank you for coming today, Alicia. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much better energy to be in real person than on Zoom. I know. So much better. You can just feel it all. And someday you'll come back again. Yes, I will. Thank you. Thank you. Just kidding. Don't you run away yet. I have one more thing from Alicia. I forgot to ask her because I was so fully engaged in the intimate conversation with Alicia that I forgot the last question that anybody that comes on this podcast will be asked is to share a favorite quote with us so that we can add it to the Experience Life Bible. So you can get Alicia's favorite quote in the show notes below, but I'm going to read it to you on her behalf. Alicia says, if you have a dream, a goal, or something you want to do, learn, grow, educate yourself, surround yourself around like-minded individuals, and go for it. Be willing to work hard and grind to make it happen. You've got one chance at this life, and you will never want to look back with regrets. Just do it. That's it. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me to experience life. If you like this episode, please spread the love and share it with a friend or tag me on social media. You can always find me on Instagram at Miss Sarah Jack. That's M-S dot S-A-R-A-H underscore J-A-C. Until next time, enjoy the ride.